This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple. We want to welcome our listeners to the radio talk show, the weekly talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network and the Ministry of Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, California. We have with us in the studio this morning, Pastor Mario Alvarez, sitting in for Pastor Xavier Reese. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you, Pastor Mario. Also, our production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Good morning. And our very special guest with us, actually becoming a regular contributor, actually, (laughs) is our brother, Mark Garcia, Pastor Mark Garcia of Calvary Chapel in Laverne, California. Good to be here. Thank you, Mark. We're glad to have (laughs) you. Good to have him here. Pastor Mario, how did you enjoy your New Year's holiday? I know we're all looking forward to uh, coming to see the things the Lord's going to do. Always an adventure. Did you enjoy the New Year's? Oh, I certainly did in the comfort of our living room. Warmth and uh, no traffic and no... Uh, busy stores, uh, but uh, looking forward to see what this new year has to offer. Amen. You know, people always ask us if we have New Year's celebrations on the 31st here, but they don't realize that there's a huge public parade and gathering. And actually, the church facilities here in Pasadena are completely inaccessible Mm -hmm. to us. It would be impossible for us to have an event. So we do celebrate the new year this year. I guess we did it on the 29th on Thursday Mm -hmm. evening. And a lot of people from the church came out and had a great day. And since New Year's fell on a Sunday, the parade was a Monday morning right right it gets a little confusing but you know wonderful thing that the city of pasadena back over a hundred years ago made provisions to allow for churches to meet on that day of the week when we pray pray it doesn't change yeah did you do a new year's thing with the church in laverne mark uh we have our midweek bible study on thursday night so just like you guys did on the 29th uh, so that was uh we just had our midweek bible study and we did not do anything uh uh special event um per se, but uh, I often think of you guys because I know you're right on that route of the parade. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, gosh, it'd be a good viewpoint. It's interesting. <laughs> pastor Xavier gets calls from other senior pastors at churches who want to come and stay here so they can watch the parade. But we, <laughs> for the most part, we keep the, the building pretty empty uh, for the best interests of everybody involved. Uh, pastor Mark, last time that you were here, we spent some time talking about the history of Calvary Chapel in Laverne and the church where you serve and your perspective of the Lord's vision for the work that's going on there. Can you think of any particular highlights from this past year? I know it's hard to hold it all in mind, but yeah, uh, you're looking to the new year and then you look back to what (laughs) the Lord has done. And I think he just really prepares you for, uh, I think, you know how you look back in hindsight on things and it's like, I always try to stay aware of that because I don't want to miss out on anything that's going forward and, and what the Lord might uh, be doing or, or wanting to do. And uh, we're just looking forward to, uh, we're going to be moving into two services, which will be uh, a little bit different uh, for us. And uh, just things happening and, and uh, the Lord uh, adding to the church and really concentrating on just uh, building up the leadership and preparing for two services and those kind of things. And uh, just some good things and, and people excited about uh, uh, serving. And uh, uh, so we I think we got some really Good plans, as much as you can plan, um, you know, um, that the Lord part is of, moving. Part of good planning is really flexibility, too, Amen. looking for, because you don't know exactly, right. precisely what the Lord has in mind. But you go forward sort of generally expecting his purpose to work out. 
Pastor Mario, can you think of anything from 2016 that really caught your attention as a particular point that the Lord really worked or gave you direction and wisdom concerning issues? Well, I think in terms of the church, uh, just the changes in the Calvary Chapel Association, uh, just as we're all, many of us are aware of just uh, the changes that are taking place and how the different churches are aligning themselves with different groups. But what's interesting to be is just uh, some of the uh, written statements that some of the pastors have uh, uh, put out there and just how um, their attitude and their approach to what um, the um, arrangement means to them. But also, too, I think it's it's as a trial, if you would, to a lot of the churches to see where they stand, um, uh, knowing that. They don't need the association because we don't follow a group. We follow Jesus Christ, of course. Amen. Good. That's the very best point, I think, out of all of that hoopla that's going on with people, for people to keep focused on the Lord and keep their eyes on Christ as individual church bodies. Sometimes, you know, it's not even a particular event that really stands out in your thinking as much as the work of the Lord going on inside of you to see, you know, the ministry that you're involved with, with a new perspective. Yeah. If I might add uh, for me, I think last year, uh, a big part of the ministry highlight, I would think is uh, the addition of implementing this uh, radio station. Uh, We launched the station last uh, December. So a little over a year from today. And, uh, you know, January, February, we started broadcasting our services live. So that was a big deal. And then in May, we started the talk show, which we're currently listening to right now uh, in Israel. We went to Israel on a trip and that was exciting. Actually, Mark's son was our first guest, uh, Matthew. Uh, he was with us in Israel. And so that I think for me personally, looking back, that was, I think, a highlight in the ministry. And I think the talk show overall has kind of breathed a new life or a different perspective and a kind of a more laid back tone angle of the ministry too. And yeah. people enjoy that. Amen. So anyway, yeah, it, the year also we might mention was an election year mm-hmm. here in the United States, mm-hmm. which is makes it very tumultuous. And uh, did it seem different to you because of that? You think Mark? I, I think, I think so. I think a lot of people were obviously concerned. Um, I think people were uh, maybe surprised uh, by the outcome. I, I know a lot of people did not go to sleep. I, I know particularly <laughs> I did not go to sleep. I didn't either. Uh, my, my son, my youngest son started watching the, the whole elections at uh, like three o'clock in the afternoon and he did not move from his seat. Yeah. And it was, you know, what, one or two in the morning, our time uh, here. And uh, it, it's just like you wanted to watch, you wanted to see. And, and, yeah. and I think by, I think people were, uh, were, were surprised. Surprised um, to say the least. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many people I guaranteed that Donald Trump would never be president. Yeah. We had a Tuesday night study here that night, and my mom was teaching, and she said, I hope I can get everybody to stop looking at their phones all night because we were all glued to our phones, you know, just looking at the results every minute. But it really does change the perspective of the church because there is. I mean, there's a sense of political upheaval going on in your culture that you get a sense that things are changing. And in some ways, people are very hopeful, don't you think? Oh, I think so. Um, what we're seeing, too, is such a division within our society. You know, we we were a Judeo-Christian 
culture, and we're, we really no longer are. I mean, everything where you're bombarded with in the media and education, everywhere we turn is uh, liberal, uh, liberalism, socialism, and uh, um, that's what we're facing. And I think that's one of the reasons why this election was so uh, divisive, if you would, because people are going in different directions. They always have been. There's always been um, uh, the church in the world, but I think those divisions are even greater now. And uh, I think, you know, what we just experienced is a, a result of that, evidence of that. Amen. Absolutely. And it's uh, a division that you, you see every day. You see it in the media and you see it in the world around you. And it, it, it seems almost impossible, but it seems to be getting more and more pronounced mm-hmm. in the world around us. One of the things, as you had mentioned a moment ago, Mario, that we do consistently is to encourage the church, the people in the church, to keep their eyes focused on the Lord and not on the issues of the world. If you, your eyes are on the world, you're going to be confused. You're going to be disoriented and you're going to be in fear to some extent because the world is a terrifying place to live. Uh, is it a challenge for you, Mark, to con- to encourage people to keep their eyes on the Lord? Well, I think it. I think the way that things go, you know, are going. I think just in the Word of God, you know, and I always look at like wow, how how relevant it is, no matter where you are in Scripture. And we're currently going through the Book of uh, Jeremiah Man. on uh, th- our midweek. And I just found it amazing how during Jeremiah's time, you look at all the history by, behind him and no good kings. And he steps into this and the Lord moves upon his heart, you know, and and people were excited because they were they, they found the law. They're coming back to the Lord and they put, I think, too much credit in the leaders as opposed to the leader, Jesus Christ. And, and that's a that's a message that I've been trying to uh share with our with our fellowship it's 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 not who's in office you know the lord maybe with um who the president is now i think everybody was preparing for the worst you know these days are dark and we need to you know and i think now people think you know oh they can relax and it's like wait a second nothing's changed you know jesus christ is on the throne he's he's the one who's in charge and 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 that's who we need to look to for everything Amen. And there really is a lot to be said for learning how to put your confidence in the Lord. It's not something that comes naturally to us. I mean, don't you think we're easily distracted by the things of the world? Of course, we uh, uh, respond to the things that we see and everything we see around us is crumbling. And so um, naturally speaking, it's going to bring fear. And that's why the word uh, fellowship Prayer is so important because it it, uh, uh, allows us to focus on God and his word, and it allows us to focus on what the truth of the matter of the environment is going on. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's challenging. It it can be, but uh, um, uh, being part of a church, being active, it keeps the central message in before us, and that's what's important. And that's the thing, you know, I notice. That as I take time to encourage other people, I sit down with somebody and say, wait a minute now, wait, you've got to get your eyes on the Lord. It totally encourages me. It totally reminds me that I need to do that because it's interesting. I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing all these things. And I, I forget, I need to keep my eyes on the Lord. I need to put him first. Do you think that it helps to be able to give people an understanding of where we are uh, in God's timetable of prophecy in those issues, 
to, to be able to give them a perspective of, you know, God's at work. Nothing, you know, he, he hasn't forgotten about us. He's continuing to work. Do you do that regularly, Mark? Oh, yeah. I think you can't help but do it because, you know, just in teaching uh, scripture and teaching and the questions that people are asking, I think the Lord has just prepared, you know, the, the environment, uh, has prepared us who are alive, you know, spiritually. Uh, being able to just see the what he's doing and, and always that you know we have we have the we have the scriptures and the scripture gives us the ending and the end times yes. so it's 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 awesome to be able to look through and say okay well here we are and here's where we're going we don't know how we're going to get there but we know we're going to get there and every day is just uh, trusting in the Lord and that encouragement I bring it as you know, this is these are exciting days. I mean, yeah, you can look at them as they can be fearful, mm-hmm. but but they're not when you're in the Lord. Amen. And and I love that because it's it's we're looking forward to His appearing. Our hope is not in this world. That's right. So you know, no matter how unsettled this world gets, it doesn't affect our hope. It, it's interesting that um, understanding God's perspective and prophecy, how it just has a powerful. Ability, And, you know, you, you mentioned, Mark, that you're going through the book of Jeremiah. And if you think about it realistically, when you're going through the, you're not only teaching them the history of Israel, you're not only teaching them God's economy and his interaction with his people, but you're teaching them about life today in the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. because God doesn't change. God does not change. And his work going forward does not change. That's exactly right, Pastor Tony. Um, one of the things that we're taught in Scripture is that as we look at uh, God's timetable, as you would, mm-hmm. as we look to his appearing, that it it's a motivation for us to be pure, to walk with him and such. Because knowing that what, what's happening now is not the end, but uh, he, he uh, requires for us to walk with him, to be pure, and just know, knowing that one day he can appear, the time that we least expect it. So we are to continue to be pure in his eyes. That's awesome. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Warren Wearsby said, you know, heaven's not only a destination, it's a motivation. Amen. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the truth for all of us. Uh-huh. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. I, I know you guys spend some time weekly listening to other ministries, Christian radios everywhere, listening to Bible studies, looking online at articles from other pastors and different theaters. So much bad information available to people in the church on every level, not just prophecy, but it seems to me that we spend a good deal of our time as pastors clarifying misinformation. Can you think of particular examples in this past year that you've had to deal with things you deal with regularly from the church? Anything stand out in your thoughts? You know, I was thinking, I know Pastor Xavier is always talking about the issue of replacement theology, the fact that there are so many churches that teach the idea that the church is spiritual Israel and how counterproductive that is. I mean, because if you, you're going to embrace that idea, it throws everything about understanding prophecy out of whack. And it's just, it's kind of terrifying, but something we deal with all the time. And then, of course, there are people who don't really deal with significant issues at all. They're just, you know, giving you platitudes and, and they are some of the most popular ministries out there. You know, if we were to judge ministry success by numbers alone, the most spiritual ministries would be the ministries with the most uh, highest numbers of people. But unfortunately, I think that's 
a foolish way, a very, really a foolish way. I think, I think the safety in teaching the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, you know, kind of just negates the whole misunderstanding or interpretation of replacement theology. You know, how, how when we just finished a whole series going through the minor prophets, mm-hmm. which I know not often people go through the minor prophets, but going through the minor prophets, going through Isaiah, it took us two years to get through Isaiah, uh, go through the minor prophets. It really gives you an understanding of God's promises for Israel that are still yet to be fulfilled. So how is it that the church could replace Israel? It, it, it can't, not, mm-hmm. not as you, as you go through scripture and it's, I think it's just uh, great uh, to have that understanding and that confidence that he's going to finish what he started. He's promised these promises to Israel, and he's going to fulfill those. I mean, so many. It was easy. It's easy to uh, to listen to uh, understand maybe the disciples in their misunderstanding of thinking that Christ, the Messiah, was going to prepare his kingdom at that time because. The Old Testament scriptures are so full of a millennial kingdom of Christ ruling and reigning. Amen. And I can easily understand why they were arguing about who was going to be sitting on the right, who's going to be sitting on the left and, and those kind of things and not really understanding that he came to die. There's a much larger you know, picture. A larger picture. And, and still today, when we are in history, we have such a, an incredible uh, position in history to look at the past to have hope for the future because we know that God's not done with Israel. Amen. And, and, and you know what, that, that encourages me to, to finish well, to finish well in, mm-hmm. in, in my life, finish well in the church, feed the people, uh, the, the word of God and, and just give them that hope that Amen. it's, it's incredible. And we do want to exhort people to attach themselves to fellowships that are teaching through the scriptures. As Mark mentioned there, Genesis to Revelation, people are getting the whole counsel of God. Well, one of the things I find, as you mentioned here, Tony, um, the things I think a lot of people struggle with are, I think, more on a simpler level, Um, not so much uh, uh, end times type um, teachings and such, but oftentimes I find what people struggle with the most is simply understanding God's grace in their lives, understanding mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. God is the one who works in them, who wants to change them, who wants to do the work. And oftentimes I feel people just plagued with guilt because they feel that they've failed God, that they've uh, um, not um, served him enough, not given enough, not done enough. And um, I find that, that to be probably the probably the biggest thing in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting as Mark pointed out that teaching through the scripture, how it deals with, for instance, the idea of replacement theology, it also deals with mm-hmm. those other issues at all, being able to take the grace of God and understand how it engages in your life as an individual and God's purpose to work in spite of your failings. And it's, it's really amazing. So, you know, as we're talking about people being engaged in Bible teaching churches, you know, that alone is not enough. You can go to the best church in the world, but if you as an individual are not engaged in the scripture, if you're not reading the scripture and practicing and seeking the Lord daily, you're going to find yourself in a very difficult situation. That's exactly right. Important stuff. You know, it's interesting. um, Correcting error in the body is such an important thing. And I think honestly, one of maybe one of the most important things that pastors do 
I get the feeling that there are a lot of people out there in the Christian community, a lot of leaders in the Christian community that take that issue more lightly than perhaps they should. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, I think it's always uh, difficult, um, but obviously it's necessary. I think, you know, I, I find this so often in, in counseling or just talking with people is, you know, if we were really to take what is being uh, preached or taught over the pulpit uh, would really uh, eliminate a lot of uh, need for counseling. Uh, but so often uh, people come to, to church, but they're not listening and taking in the word and applying it in their lives. And I think the scripture of, you know, not to be hearers only, but to be doers of the word uh, is, is very uh, important because I think people here, we hear great teaching all over Southern California. I mean, you can turn on the radio, you can go visit churches and these kind of things. But, you know, it's it's in the application, it's in the living, it's in, it's in the in trusting the Lord with your situation, you know, and people can't, they have a hard time, it seems, to bring that, uh, the things of God, the scripture in Put it into their life. Put it in practice. In practice. Amen. Yeah. You know, and again, those are hard things to tell people, you know, to put their life, put put the scripture into practice in their life. Uh, it's not things that people always want to hear. Would you agree? That, that's exactly right. One of the things I think that uh, is important and that is able to aid in that area is a simple reading of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are involved in ministries here at Calvary in Pasadena, uh, we encourage all those to be in the word, uh, that that's actually a requirement to be in service is to be in the word on a regular basis so that they might be reminded of what the truth is so that they do know that, uh, they're to trust the Lord, that they do know that they're walk to walk pure. And I think just simply, uh, taking that time to be spiritually fed makes all the difference in the world. And I think that is what people need the most. One of the things that makes, uh, the correcting of an error, a more complicated issue is that in order to correct an error, you have to know exactly what it is you believe. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't be, uh, you know, mugwump or sitting on the fence. Yeah. And you have to know what you, this is one of the things, you know, again, Pastor Xavier's not here. We might as well pick on him today. That <laughs> Pastor Xavier is so amazing at is that no one ever leaves Calvary Chapel Pasadena with a question mark over their head. Because Pastor X is so clear about exactly what the scripture says and exactly and 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 really uh, forthright about it in a way that it really empowers people to to pick up the truth. And it's such an encouragement to the rest of us here. I know. And we're blessed on, on that issue. I've always thought that one of the things that pastors do so regularly is they tell people things they don't want to hear. You have to be willing to do that. That's right. That's you know, exactly if, if right. Gonna, you yes. have to be. You look at the life of Paul. Look at the life of Jesus and how they confronted error constantly. Um, Pastor Mark, have you ever heard a person say, you know, we don't want to be known for what we're against. We want to be known what we're in favor of. What do you think of that statement? That's an interesting statement. Um you know, I've I've actually not heard it put that way. Uh, I think through just talking with people, they make assumptions. You know, and I think we live in a in a society that things are are very vague, and they 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 people like to hide in those shadows. 
and and not to be clear, not to make those distinctions. And I think, but in teaching God's word, it, it has to be. It is clear. It's very clear. It's so yeah. clear, um, and and it's bringing that out rightly. I think you can clarify uh, a lot of those a lot of those issues, um, and, and that the way that that's put. Um, it sounds very appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, yeah, and maybe to a certain extent, I mean, maybe I understand what they're trying to say because I mean, sometimes if you tell somebody, "Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this," but well, what do I do? You know, you want to give them direction, right. but maybe their approach to that is not the right approach. I don't know. You know, the if you think about the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments, I mean, there are only two positives there: honor your father and mother, keep the Sabbath. Everything else is a negative. Don't do this. And so, you know, we might say, well. Moses was definitely identified by what he was against. <laughs> yeah. And and we, we have to be willing to follow, again, the leading of the scripture, allow the scripture to lead and to direct us. But people want to be diplomatic. They want to be politically correct. And there's a lot of uh, and there's a lot of leverage upon us in this day and age to uh, bend, to to be pleasing to people. Mm-hmm. You know, we've spent recent months meeting with uh, some of the leaders and the different ministry leaders of Calvary Chapel Pasadena. It's been really informative and encouraging over on the radio on the talk show here. One of the things that we hope to do is meet with other pastors and overseers from the community and the purpose being to explore how the Lord's work differs from one place to another, looking for those common issues, seeing the, you know, the fingerprints of the Lord upon a Bible study, upon a, or a church Pastor Mario, would you agree that every church is different? I think uh, different people, different leaders. Is that, a, is that a bad thing? Anything wrong with that? No, I think that's how God has created it in that he's created every individual differently, different person, personalities, different characteristics in their personality and such. But uh, the, the problem uh, comes when people begin to take God's word and twist it and teach it. Uh, according to their personality, if you would like the question you had about uh, um, not wanting to be known for what you're against, uh, you just simply teach the word of God. And there's going to be things that tell you not to do and other things to encourage you to do. But just like raising your children, uh, you're not there to be their best friend. You're there to be the parent. You're be there. You're there to, to direct them. And I think people come to church for direction. They don't come to be uh Necessary, always confront, uh, comforted, or or uh, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, patronized, but they're they want direction, and sometimes that direction has a negative meaning or a negative uh, uh, connotation. You go to the doctor, you know, you don't go there necessarily just to hear good things. You go there because you have a pain, you have an ache, and you want to know what what the problem is so you can take care of it. And I think, uh, um, uh, but getting back to your question. You're going to have different ministries because you have different personalities. But what should bring those together is the commonality of the Word of God. And that can be taught in different ways by different people, but it should always mean and say the same thing. That can't change. Amen. But, But I love your point. You know, I mean, people in our culture go to a place, go somewhere. They want they want to hear what they want to hear. They want to be patronized. They want to be encouraged. They want to be, but they want to pop pep talk, you know, and they want to feel better about themselves when they, let me tell you, sometimes when you go to church, you walk out the door, not feeling better about yourself because God has shown you what's really going on. 
And that is so important. That is so powerful in the life of a believer. And, you know, Mark, I know that when you teach on Sunday mornings, there are people out there that think you've got it in for them. Do you ever you ever get comments like that? Yeah, you get comments like that, like who told you my you know what I'm going through, or or, or they give you that 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 look, you know, and 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 uh, you know it, it, that's just the that's just the spirit of God. I mean, you know, I I don't look, I don't try to pull any uh, examples of, of situations for people. It, it is what it is when you're going through the scripture, and, and the Holy Spirit brings these through, and that's what we were discussing a little bit earlier about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, off the air, we were talking about uh, services and how different how the services are they the same every single time when you teach two three services a, a Sunday morning. But I find that uh, doing multiple services they they're a little bit different because uh, the way that this Holy Spirit leads it is a little bit different. I think maybe to uh, to maybe who it is that he's speaking to. Yes. I'm, I'm always amazed yes. at the comments of the different areas that God has spoken to the particular individuals about. Mm-hmm. And they're always different. They're not always the same. And, and I always find that it, it just uh, encourages me that uh, it's the Lord that's that's working because it's 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 obviously it's not the speaker. Um, the speaker is just the mouthpiece and just uh, be open to the, the way the spirit would lead the text. You know, Pastor Mario, have you ever had that experience where you've taught a Bible study and somebody will come to you with a comment about it? And to your mind, there was nothing that you said that had any relationship to what they got out of it. Oh, yes, that has happened. Uh, uh, surprisingly, I begin to go back and look at my notes and see what I really did say. But, uh, um, you know, God is ministering to people according to their needs, needs oftentimes. And people will take things and apply it to their lives in a way that sometimes isn't necessarily how you intended it. I think the important thing is that uh, um, we keep, make sure that we keep the word simple and clear. Amen. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple weekly radio talk show, Calvary Chapel in Pasadena with Pastor Xavier Reese, focusing on current ministry issues here and around the world. And we will be right back after these messages. We begin our character studies of different individuals of the Bible, and what better place than Adam? There are many women in the scriptures who are models of virtue and the grace of God, and certainly Abigail is one of them high on the list. Pastor Xavier Reese presents the significant people of scripture with his character studies of the Bible series, now available in MP3 audio format on a USB flash drive. This PC or Mac-compatible flash drive contains 169 messages in all, highlighting various figures throughout the Old and New Testaments. We want to begin our study of Mary by looking at the Annunciation. Our character study is Pontius Pilate. Tonight we'll be looking at Paul. From Adam and Eve to the Twelve Apostles and many, many more, Pastor Xavier Reese's character studies of the Bible USB flash drive makes a great study tool for the new believer and a perfect reference guide for the whole church. Get yours at the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. That's the Character Studies of the Bible USB flash drive at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's Word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we are blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry. Loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. 
included our women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament, book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church. Hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. You are listening to Keep It Simple with uh, today with Pastor Mario Alvarez sitting in for Pastor Xavier. Pastor Xavier's taking some much needed rest and relaxation. Please keep him in prayer. The Lord bless him. He has a pretty grueling schedule, but we're grateful for every hour that he's here and just thankful. But certainly he does need some some rest at this time. So we're just praying the Lord bless him and he will be here for our Thursday evening broadcast. For those who listen to the live broadcast online, you will be able to, to re-engage and hear him at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Pastor Mark, as we're talking about the uh, fascinating way that the Holy Spirit works in the lives of people. As we were off the air, you were referring a, a particular account to me of a hospital visit that you had recently with a gentleman. And I wondered if you might take a couple of minutes and share with us a little bit about what took place. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it was a long time coming uh, with this with this gentleman uh, who happens to be uh, a younger brother of mine. And uh, just the way that the Lord you know, uh, works and just always, you know, it, it was like, it kind of reminds me of that, uh, section of scripture where, uh, they're, the, the, the disciples are together. They're praying for, for Peter, you know, Lord, get him out of jail, Lord. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they're knocking on the door and there he is. They slam the door and it's like, well, they, you know, you never, you know, you're never, you know, you gotta be ready for that prayer when it's going to be answered. And, uh, I have been praying for my brother for, for many, many years, um, and the Lord just, uh, you know, we were busy doing our, uh, family, uh, graduation ceremony and stuff. And then on the way back, I get a text that, uh, and I, I knew my brother had been sick and really ill, ill. And, uh, next thing you know, he's in the hospital and we find out on my text message that I, I was running out of batteries. And so I put it on airplane mode and I undid airplane mode at 1130 at night. And it's like, oh my gosh, his, his heart has stopped five times. Oh, and wow. and uh, and I thought, wow, the time that I saw him earlier uh, might have been the last time. And so, you know, we end up getting home, and it's late. It's already close to midnight, and it's like we better go to the hospital, you know. And uh, so we get there, and nobody's there when it was like everybody was there, and suddenly nobody's there. But the Lord just gave the the a lot of details I won't get into, but just the right time that we walked into his hospital room. Complete quiet, uh, kind of a surreal uh, moment. Uh, he's he's looking there, laying there like he's like he's dead, and you see all the monitors and you're watching him, and and so we just began to pray. It was just myself and my wife, and all of a sudden, he looks at me. My brother looks at me and says, "Hi, bro." <laughs> out of out of out of death, you see this, and it's like, oh, wow. and so I just got close to him and I just said, I said, you know what? I said. Uh, um, I asked how he was feeling and, and he said he was 
feeling horrible. And I said, I said, you need Jesus. I said, are you ready to accept the Lord right now? And he said, yes. And so this has been a 50 year battle of of just seeing uh, somebody come to Christ. And, uh, and I, I figured at that, that moment, that was, that was probably the last I was going to see him. We, we were in and out of that hospital within 10 minutes and it was just a kind of an appointed time for sure. And just wondering if that was the last I was going to see him before I see him one day in heaven. And, uh, He's still alive. This has been uh, mm-hmm. a, a few months now or over a month now. And uh, he's, he's just changed uh, completely. He's out and of the hospital now. He's out now of the hospital and... now and just seeing his uh, his gratefulness and thankfulness to the Lord. And how the Lord just uh, has begun to be able to give him time to, to restore some uh, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I just see the grace of God. You know, it's amazing. You know, Pastor Mario, there's so many people who are in that same situation where they have friends and loved ones that they've been praying for for many years and just seeking the Lord's favor. And, you know, maybe this is the year that the Lord's going to touch the lives of those people and just bring them to the truth of Christ, open their hearts. No, that would be great, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, there's always a handful of people that we all uh, are praying for that we're close to that mean, you know, a lot to us. And uh, that that is just a a good thing. Looking forward to it. You know, Mark, when you went into that hospital room, you couldn't go in there with a question, you know, with, well, maybe, you know, God can do something here. You you really had to be confident. You had to know. You went in resolved and resolute. And that one of the things that reading the scripture and studying the scripture and being with the Lord, being in prayer, being in fellowship with believers really does in your life. It's a powerful influence to make you resolved and the purpose to which you are here for it. You're here for a reason. You know, I often tell people, and even from uh, sometimes teaching from the pulpit, you know, people want all kinds of prayer for all kinds of things, you know, and I always tell them, you know, the first thing I want to know is the person saved and yeah. no, they're not saved, but they need a job or they need this. And then I go, wait, we're going to pray for salvation because anything mm-hmm. else um, is temporary. temporary. I said, Let, let's, let's, let's do the most important thing. And, and the Lord does give you that resolve. And, and, and when he looked at me, it was like, that was a moment, you know, what are you going to ask? You know, is you need the Lord. Are you ready to, you know, call upon his name and to see that? I mean, what else do I, do you have to really to, yeah, to talk about, on to. you know, that, that's, that's the, that's the most important In a uh, moment thing. like that. Yeah. yeah. We can pray for everything else after. Yeah. But that, that's the key issue. You know, Pastor Mario, you've been, a, you've been serving the Lord for more than 40 years. That's right. And all, in all kinds of different capacities, I know. And it's obvious, I think, to anybody who fellowships at the church where you serve, that God has his hand upon your life. Is, does that make you different than other people? No. <laughs> Why? Why not? I mean, you, you work for the Lord. You serve God. How can you be the same as somebody who just sits in the pew? Well, that's funny. On that very, very same vein, uh, speaking of hospital calls, speaking of situations like a hospital call, uh, you know, obviously, when we go to a hospital, we're going to go see uh, a believer or a non-believer. Mm-hmm. A believer, oftentimes a friend here from church or whatever, um, sometimes serious, sometimes not. But we go, we pray with them. 
Uh, we're not necessarily communicating the gospel because we know that they're believers. They, we know they tr- trust the Lord. But oftentimes for a non-believer, that's our main goal is to communicate mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. clearly and effectively and, and, and possibly pray that they you know um, make that decision at that time. But what I like to encourage people that uh, um, that I deal with weekly here at church is oftentimes uh, they may go to a hospital call or to visit a friend who's maybe ill mm-hmm. at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I encourage them to do the same thing because we are pastors doesn't make us any different than someone sitting in the pew. They have this very same Holy Spirit and ability and off, and sometimes a better ability to communicate the gospel. Amen. Uh, and and so I always encourage them, don't underestimate your, what God wants to do in your life because he can use you in a gr- very same way as myself or anybody else. Um, and people do that. Yes. That, they underestimate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things you do as a pastor is you exhort people, you know, trust God, have confidence, in, not, not confidence in yourself, be confident in God's ability Amen. to work and he'll do it. Yeah. One of the greatest encouragements to us who are involved in ministry here at church especially is when we do hear and we see people that uh, um, lay people, if you would, go out and do the work of ministry mm-hmm. and many times are more effective. But it's it's always encouraging to see them do the work because you, you can see God's hand in their life. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they, they even in that situation, they sell themselves short of what God can do in their lives. But it's a great encouragement to us because we know that the time that we've spent here isn't a waste of time that it's having an effect. Amen. And that's, that is so powerful. I mean, if you think about it realistically, nobody, I don't care who you are, nobody does the work of God and the power of God and walks away unaffected. You're going to be amazed Mm -hmm. by what God does. You know, there's nothing like knowing that you're where the Lord wants you to be and that you're doing what he wants you to do. And a lot of times all that takes is a willingness to surrender to his purpose. How clearly, Mario, do you see the Lord's hand involved in allowing you to get simple things accomplished from week to week? Oh, that is a good question. It's maybe something I don't think about a lot. I, I know what God has called me to do, and I try to accomplish it every week. Um, at times I really have a sense of God's presence and his hand on me. And oftentimes, uh, a lot of times I don't, but I, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm not doing what God wants me to do. Amen. There's no necessarily emotion attached to it. A lot of the things I do have no emotion attached to them in a sense. And so, but I, I do know that they're accomplishing God's will in, in my week. And so that's what I take uh, comfort in. It's interesting how you, unless something is, there's a difficulty attached to it. You have a tendency to be less dependent upon the Lord in the way that you approach it. But if something is very problematic, you see something is red flags and red lights flashing. All of a sudden, this is an issue of prayer. We need to take this to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, everything that we do is in the Lord's hand. Mark, do you see a connection between people who are committed to the study of the scripture and uh, those who are able to grasp the tools that God's provided for the issues of their lives? Oh, I think for for sure. Uh, when you see those that just catch 
the vision, the vision, or they they catch the, the 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 really the love of Jesus and in, in, in spending time and studying the Word. And you know, we have a men's group that we we started last year. As a matter of fact, the first Saturday of the month, and it was it wasn't my idea. It was another a brother that said, you know, Pastor, I think it'd be important if we just got the men together and and just let's read through the Bible you know, cover to cover. And so we just celebrated our, our uh, completion of uh, reading through the scripture together and just the men that stayed the course and the excitement and the discussions that we have uh, just pertaining to what we read that week, you know, and, uh, and it was just, you know, watching them grow in the application of how the word of God was, you know, is able to work in a situation in their life and just through the conversations, you know, not, uh, uh, anything other than just uh, the the realness of, of of the relationship with the Lord, and I think I think that that relationship is is so important. Um, I, I don't think it's not because they don't love the Lord at first. It's just like a marriage. You know, it's not you didn't date your wife and and go through the engagement period because you didn't love her. You loved her, <laughs> but if you don't continue to communicate and spend time, you know, you you see relationships that you never thought were ever gonna break apart, you know, suddenly having difficulty. And I think we can experience the same thing in a relationship with the Lord if we don't keep that in pursuit of him Amen. and pursuing him. And I think it's important. And I think when you read the word and you spend time, it, you, it, it's, a, it's a pursuit of him mm-hmm. in, in many ways. And I, and I see the difference in, in people's lives when you see that. that, that love. That's a great idea. So these guys read on their own individually throughout mm-hmm. the week and then they get together one day a week and yeah, so we took one of those calendars that you read the Bible through in a year, mm-hmm. and we said, okay, we're making a commitment, and we're going to meet uh, every week. And I, and I told him, I said right up front, I said, you know, don't be discouraged, you know, the guy who started it. I said, don't be discouraged that everybody doesn't show up. You know, you don't want to put any condemnation on anybody. Okay. It's just, you know, let's see who starts, and let's see who finishes it at the end. And just, uh, uh, it was just good to see that, that, that group of guys who started who came every week, who maybe missed a few here, or, you know, here and there, but just complete it and be able to say at the end, we went through the whole word and we just have a comment. We do it. And the thing is we do it in different locations. I didn't want to do this in the church. I wanted to get the church out in. So we would do it at Starbucks. We would do it at, um, uh, different donut shops. You're being a witness in the community out there. That's totally cool. And and that's what we did. And so we have groups of guys come up and ask us questions and what church do you go to or this, that, and the other. And then they start having their conversations, you know, with the guys at the different places. So this year we're moving it to a different location in Laverne. Um, uh, and, uh, so we're, we'll see how that goes. Very cool. Amen. You know, and it's like you were talking about Mario, the fact that this is, uh, what's the, the, the new buzzword? It's organic. You know, this is the thing that started from the church. You know, this wasn't Pastor Mark's idea. You know, this is something the Lord did. He actually brought it about. You know, as you do, I know, Mario, you do some counseling here, personal counseling and family counseling for people at the church. As you engage individuals or couples, do you find that there is a correlation and a, a, a connection between people who are not uh, attached to the scripture, people who are not engaged in fellowship or involved in serving and people who are struggling more severely in dealing with the issues of their lives. Um, of course, of course you do, Tony. Um, in those, in those situations, you, you find, um, people that are willing to reattach themselves to the word of God, if you would. And that is 
pretty neat. Then what happens is then they begin to resolve their issues. They began to uh, patch up their lives and to begin to have, uh, say, marriage, uh, uh, a successful marriage. And then they return to you and they think you're the greatest counselor <laughs> because they did what they were supposed to do and they got results from it. And they think it's you. And so, you know, I really like that part. <laughs> Is that why people like you so much? I, I didn't know what it yeah. was. That's amazing. You know, it, it, seriously, though, the church is about engaging people in the Word of God, and it is so terrible to see people struggle and flounder who are not attached to practicing the Scripture. And, you know, when you see the fruit of God's work on your behalf, when you see you do, like, like you just described here, the simple things the Scripture tells you to do, and you see fruit. What an encouragement that is. To, oh, it really is. To stay yes. the course, to continue, just to put confidence in God. You know, shall I go out and take a course to teach me how to be a better counselor? Or should I invest myself in the scripture and become more knowledgeable about God's direction for my life? One of the things that we look forward to every year, I don't know if look forward is a good description, that things are going to be somewhat more difficult for some of the believers that we're attached to in these different churches. That's the thing. And those of you listening over the internet, that's one of the realities of our lives. We are going to have difficulties in the year to come. Mark, do you think it's amazing how powerfully God uses hardship and difficulty to mature us as followers of Christ? I would like to say that there's a better way, a different way, but, but it's not it. it, it I've noticed that just in the group of guys that have gotten together and and, and made uh, a commitment just to just to go through the scripture, the conversations that would come up and the trials that were coming up, mm-hmm. you know, specifically, you know, I think because you know they're 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 being serious with the with the Lord and in, in, in the application, and I think it is difficult. I, I think the Lord teaches us through uh, these difficulties because it makes us uh, more dependent upon. Uh, him. And, uh, I, I think that's just, God knows our human nature. God knows what he's, he's dealing with, with us. And, uh, he knows what it's going to take to, you know, work that, those character flaws out of our, out of our lives, you know, and uh, there's no easy way to do it. Um, but he, but he knows how to do it. He does. And he knows the necessary issues for the lives of different individuals. You know, as we, we talk about hardship and difficulty in the lives of believers, for me, that brings specific people into mind, people that I am praying for on a weekly basis. And I know, Pastor Mario, sometimes there are families that you deal with that go through tremendous hardship in, in like a short period of time. It's like when it rains, it pours. Often, you know, the Lord uses those things in a powerful way just to, to draw us close to him, to instruct us, and to mature us. What can we look forward to? This coming year in the Lord providing encouragement and health and direction, wisdom, instruction for the scripture. Nothing new for sure. No new thing. God is going to use those things that have been tried and tested in the church over the last 20 centuries to continue to instruct us. Pastor Mario, do you think people underestimate the importance of being connected to the church and serving uh, with other people side by side in ministry? Uh Yes and no. Uh, no for those who are connected because they, they understand the importance and they, they are going to continue to be attached. And then there's a, those who, who um, 
attend church from time to time that are that we we know that they're here you know once or twice a month maybe and they're not going to see the importance of it because they're living their lives somewhat apart uh, believers uh, but they're not totally receivers in a sense and yeah. um, unfortunately you'll always have those but we continue to do what is kind of a interesting dynamic in church is uh, oftentimes you will see people attend for years on an irregular basis. And then all of a sudden God's, God gets a hold of them and they are just sold out. They want to get involved and here yet they've attended for years. I mean, I can't tell you how many people fit that, uh, uh, that, that profile profile. And, um, you know, it's God's timing. It's God's work in their life. And our job is to continue to, to teach them, to mm-hmm. pray for them, and to encourage them. And uh, um, God is the one who works in the heart of man. Yeah, I have a friend. He fellowships at another uh, Calvary, but um, he attended church for a number of years, but wasn't really involved. And then his uh, mother passed away uh, maybe five years ago or so. And mm. he is a totally different person. He is so Mr. Energy, serve the Lord, get involved. You know, he's just Amen. a different person all around. He's just such an encouragement, you know, as a brother. Mark, if you were going to encourage people struggling with an ability to be connected and involved at church, what would you say to them? Well, I would I would say that, uh, you know, we were talking about it earlier, Tony. You were mentioning that it's when you're discouraged and the Lord brings you to someone and you have to encourage them, Amen. that becomes the encouragement that you needed through your discouragement. Yeah. And I think that's what we learn in, in, in service, uh, in serving the Lord is when you, and I, and I tell people this often, you know, that people are discouraged or people are going through certain things is God's going to bring that person who needs really what you need. And in you giving that to them helps, helps you, Amen. you know, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I, and I think, uh, when you can, begin to get outside of yourself and begin to just as the Lord leads, as the Lord moves, you know, this is the work of the Holy spirit. It isn't something that you create. You just, I think people beginning to understand how the Lord works in their life and how he begins to impress on them or move them. I think it's, it's that simple step of like the Lord using them and they realize it. And I, and I realized in, in, you know, when you teach the word of God, we were mentioning it earlier, and people come up and say, remember when you said this? And they're very specific in what they heard. And then you're thinking, like, I don't remember saying that. Or you go back, like Pastor Mario, look in his notes. I look in my notes, and I and then all the things that people make comments about are mostly all the things that aren't in my notes. And I laugh. I go, man, if you guys were to see these notes, what God had spoken to you are not the notes. It's the Spirit of God yes. that moves through. And I think when people begin to recognize how the Holy Spirit moves through us, for others, it encourages you to get up and, and, and serve and get up Amen. and do something. Amen. And I think it's just little steps at a time and through tragic events or, or anything. You know, God knows what he's doing. And I think you you grow to a certain point and you can't continue to grow unless you begin to give out. And that's in serving, you know. Amen. And I, I just love to see the Lord when, it, when he does that and people catch that. You know, that's encouraging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. You know, uh, Philippians 1 6, being confident of this very thing Amen. that he who's begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Christ. And we just holding fast to that and trusting him and 
looking forward. Pastor Mario, so grateful for you to be here today. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. For having me. Amen. It was a blessing. (laughs) And Mark, as always, a blessing. Thank you for driving over here and and, and, uh, braving the traffic. And uh, we pray the Lord give you safe passage home and continue to bless the church there in Laverne. Lots going on in the coming year, and we are praying for God's wisdom and direction for the fellowships where we serve and are grateful for the Lord's hand upon us. If uh, you're listening to Keep It Simple, uh, usually with Pastor Xavier Reese, today with Pastor Mario Alvarez, our special guest has been uh, Pastor Mark Garcia. We want to thank you for, for tuning in to this weekly radio talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network. Uh, we want to encourage you to take advantage of the other resources available on the Simple Truths Internet Radio uh, Network, uh, the teaching of Pastor Xavier Reese, both in English and in Spanish, also the teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith and women's ministry from Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, and certainly have opportunity, you can go to the Calvary Chapel website, which CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. is... And the uh, schedule for the the, the radio uh, Simple Truths Radio... There is on there also if you'd like to uh, contact us you can do that by reaching us at simpletruths at ccpas.com thank you you've been listening to keep it simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.